0: Hey everyone, it's Sam, that girl with the curls, bringing you another amazing episode of the podcast. Um, as always, because I like to brag about uh, what I make. There you go starting off great. Um, this is going to be a, as quick as possible intro because my nephew is sleeping and I want to get this recorded before Emerald City Comic Con so that I can release it on the day that I start attending Emerald City Comic Con and it's not hanging over my head. Um, but this is episode 108 with Devin Rue, who is a cartographer and an artist. Um, she does both, um, exclusive, you know, uh, both separate of each other, but also together. So we talk about that. We talk about her, the different styles she's practiced, various careers she's had, or at least at least a couple. Um, the the conceit is that if she returns to the podcast, and I assume that she will at some point, that we will slowly over time reveal all of the careers she's had in her life, and therefore it will all work out. Um, but we also talked a lot about Critical Role because uh, Devon is. Uh, very well known in the Critical Role circles, and uh, if you've been watching the latest campaign, believe it was episode three, three or four, where her um, map of the um, the continent of Wildmount was revealed. So, uh, if you are a Critical Role fan, you probably already know that. But if you're not, and you've been wanting to get into the show, uh, now is a really good time. They're only about seven episodes in, so good time to go, start that out hopefully Devin uh, might be some kind of an inspiration to you, because she's inspiring to me. She's also super awesome and cool, and that's pretty much all I need as a prerequisite to be on the show. Uh, But uh, that's that's enough of that. that If you are listening to this uh, during Emerald City Comic Con, I will be running around there, uh, mostly just talking with people and probably getting a couple of commissions here and there, but if you shout, hey that girl with the curls, I'll probably understand, uh, not understand I i understand the language, thank you uh, I will likely answer to it, because that's just how it works out um, but if you're not at Emerald City Comic Con uh, I hope you can at least enjoy this episode for what it is because it was fun to do and uh, I'm excited for people to listen to it so, without further ado, uh, this is episode 108 of That Girl with the Curls with Devin Rue. <laughs> Finally it's happening. <laughs> okay. A
1: little bit of a crazy morning, but that's
0: fine. That's okay. Fine. Yeah, No. I can I can attest to that as well. I um my nephew and my sister live in the same house with me and my mom, so jeez. Oh, yeah, every every day is its own new adventure. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Time, it's just my wife and cat. Mm hmm. This is like, what, what is, even is my life right now? <laughs> right? Let me close out all these extra windows, or else I'll get very easily distracted. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, you had to go to the little artist room. I had to. I'm eat, currently eating the uh, little podcaster host's protein pack, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, okay. Not distracted, I'm good. Yay! Uh, I'm just glad that we could actually finally do this because I think we've I've, I've rescheduled this twice because of craziness. So <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, could be could be much worse. Oh yeah, like the 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 beauty of it is that no one's in the hospital. There's no like tragedy happening. It's just general right. life, which is its own thing. So <laughs> yeah, and I have ample crap always in the way of that. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just mutually like yeah as long as we can do this this is great yeah exactly (laughs) how are you doing actually i'm doing crazy (laughs) doing crazy right (laughs) that'll be the subtitle of this podcast Devin Rue doing crazy doing crazy there you go that's perfect actually (laughs) that could be your memoir title right there Hmm. oh god actually uh wrote it down somewhere the uh the truth about liars be the name of my memoir <laughs> the truth about the truth about lawyers liars oh liars oh okay <laughs> which i think could be both but you know <laughs> this is true mm-hmm. probably incidentally
1: the same thing
0: but yeah hmm. my um my dad and i have an ongoing joker it's it's my joke and he laughs at it now um, where my memoir would just be titled, Oh, for fuck's sake, dad. And the, the cover of it would just be me rolling my eyes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he laughs so, at it now. Not so much a few years ago when I first mentioned it. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and then See, now mine, mine is just the, uh, so everyone assumes that
0: I'm lying. <laughs> mm. There we go. <laughs> because I've had like a really, really outrageous life. Mm hmm. That doesn't sound possible for a single individual to go through. I see. Well. Yeah, so I get a lot of people that
1: try to, uh, stump me on things. Mm-hmm. Or, like, <laughs> no, really. And I'm like, no, really. But I know. Trust me. <laughs> nobody knows better than I do that
0: none of this seems possible. And yet. Hmm. There it man. is. Well, I mean, for podcasting purposes, um,. What, what are a few of the things that people don't believe you've done that you've done? Uh, just the long list of, like, um, occupations I've had. Oh, okay. <laughs> bring it on. What's, what's on. what's top on the list? Oh, well... We've started, well, by I the should... way, so don't worry about anything. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I assume if I'm talking, I'm being recorded at this point. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay, so top of the list. What's, what's up there with professions? Uh, well, the most recent one was because of Critical Role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be a Carney. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we were laughing about it, and
1: someone someone in my Discord was like, "Okay, what haven't you been?" <laughs> I know, I know. It's probably a shorter list if I say what I was haven't been than what I have. Yeah. But, you know. However, I I'm I, you know I left home uh, at sixteen. Uh-huh. So I got a huge jump on everyone yeah. for jobs,
0: mm-hmm. you know, and what 60-year-old doesn't want to travel around with a carnival? Uh, I think it's usually like top of the things that you run away from home to do, so... Right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I traveled with a carnival for, for uh, I think, two years, three years, something like that. Wow. Because you... they're seasonal. Yeah. Um, did you do any particular jobs, or were you just doing everything you could get your hands on? Oh, a little on? bit of everything, but mostly a, a game barker. Game barker? Oh, okay, so yeah. given Critical Role, Molly Mott yeah. is, is like your boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I
1: know that very well. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I know, sweetheart. <laughs> sweetheart. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, I'm so in love with
0: him anyhow. So. Well, of course. It's oh. How can you not? <laughs> right? Oh, I I'm in love with Molly Mach, Oh, okay, so. fine. Uh, that, that's I mean, true. Get me wrong, I'm sure Taliesin's pretty awesome, too, but... Mm-hmm. It's mostly there's... that tiefling. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like 80% tiefling, 20% the person playing the tiefling. <laughs> right? Well, I just like the idea. Mm, that's true. There we go. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Because I don't know
1: Talison well enough to say that. I mean, I think I do. But we all think we know them, and then,
0: meanwhile, you meet them in real life, it's like, oh. Huh. Yeah. No, well, I... There, um, was it, I think, uh, Laura and Travis are going to be at Emerald City next weekend, uh-huh. uh, in Seattle, which is my hunting grounds, so, uh, I'll get to meet them in, in person at the very least, and get them to sign something, and be like, I hope you're cool, I hope you're cool, I imagine you're cool, but I think you're cool. <laughs> right? Because you just never know. That's so true. <laughs> I mean, I, we think we do, we
1: think we know them, but we have absolutely, I mean, i say we have absolutely no idea because
0: they, you know, they share so much of their lives, but mm-hmm. we still don't know what
1: they're like, alone in private. For yeah. all we know.
0: <laughs> and it's probably a good idea we don't know that part, but, you know. <laughs> you know. We can feed that delusion of these are, you know, the most awesome people on the planet. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with believing that. I mean, you know. <laughs> That's what fan fiction's for as well, I mean, <laughs> so. Exactly. Yeah. That that is a level of fan fiction I'm not super comfortable with sometimes where it's like let's make the people who are playing the characters the subjects of the story. And yeah. I I get why people do that. I I guess, but it's it's like let's just focus on the the fictional people, not the right. not the real people who actually have real lives that you're speculating on. I don't know. It's Well,
1: it's, it's kind of like, you know, you, you got to like one of my favorite things is, um, so one of the first times that Ashley Johnson, uh, put a picture of her and excuse me, her and Brian on Instagram. And this was pointed out by somebody else because I've had this conversation and we've had a huge laugh about it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I, I think that, I think it's one of their first pictures, but, um, they both had black eyes Oh. Because I guess that she was doing makeup and he just like sat in on it. I forgot what she wrote. (laughs) Who
0: knows? It's right.
1: Yeah. And uh, I say that like I know. And, um, but somebody writes on there like, you know, what a, what a piece of shit he is and he shouldn't be on there and blah, blah, blah. And she could do so much better. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm like, by any chance, did did you ever think that maybe you've just insulted this woman that you claim to love that you technically don't really know? Mm hmm. Um, but, you know, yeah. I mean, this is her, her choice and partners and you're just like, you're an idiot, look who you picked. <laughs>
0: it's
1: like, yeah, that's a way to win someone's heart. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I think it's, it's cause yeah, it's, it's this, especially with the tabletop games and with how, especially how much time, um, people spend watching Critical Role, like either live or, or afterwards, like there's, it's that level of fandom where it's like the, the, the line is so blurred you know, between where it's, where it's comfortable and where it's uncomfortable. And you don't really know when it's uncomfortable until you've seen someone else cross that line. Oh, yeah. Or you yourself have done it. (laughs) I almost did with Matt. I kind of felt bad afterwards. Oh, no.
1: Because I had made the, the, uh, so sometime after this, I made the map Mm and uh, he had posted about how essentially that a fan had gone to a celebrity's house and. Um, and, and not even like, not even like, you know, um, in an extremely well known, not like Tom Cruise or mm-hmm. or anyone on that level of celebrity, uh, essentially internet, and how they went there with a gun. Oh. And I was like, you know, <laughs> sort of funny you say that, because I almost jokingly said, I'll deliver the map myself. Mm. But I was like... <sighs> no one because geek and sundry would have noticed a strange woman standing outside just waiting for someone that looked like matt to drive past um throwing a box at him you know he's like here's your map
0: yeah you know and no one was supposed to know not even the cast so i couldn't yeah you know so um but also because I, that's that's a line
1: like I don't know him well enough to be able to joke like that. That like, oh yeah you know I'll be there I'll be there for dinner. Mm. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I did afterwards
0: I made that joke. Mm-hmm. But not actually during because I was yeah. like that's oh, just kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if, I think when you can stop yourself and be like yeah that sounds creepy then it's probably a good idea not to post. It.
1: Yeah and also because like the real reason I was gonna be like oh no I'll deliver it is because i don't trust our post service oh there we go yeah
0: so i was like you know there's a lot but i've actually offered to do that for other people like i have if they're local i've delivered maps Mm -hmm. because i don't want to mail them yeah because you well you you trust yourself to deliver it on time and in perfect like pristine condition Exactly. um, where it's like we had to
1: rush to get it
0: there mm -hmm. for that thursday oh man yeah i was like you know what we'll just drive down let's bring the map (laughs) and i was like no 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 don't even joke (laughs) because he doesn't know me so my precious child you can't you can't know (laughs) i know and i am i'm really
1: i watch every time i send out an original map or whatever i watch it on uh on tracking Mm. to everyone (laughs) yeah not just Matt Mercer. Trust me. I'm like watching, like, uh, and I message you, like, "Did you get it? Did you get it? Did mm-hmm. you get it?" <laughs> it said it's delivered. It said they left it at your door.
0: What do you mean? You know, like, why haven't you so, picked it up yet? Oh my god!
1: Yeah. What if somebody steals the map? You know, I
0: freak out. <laughs> well, let, so how about we get into that then? Like, how? Um, so a lot of people know you online because of your business as a cartographer, uh, yep. mostly for fantasy maps. Um, and I was wondering how does, how does one come into this? Like, was it maps first, fantasy setting later? Was it fantasy first, then maps, or was it a combo of both? Uh, it was actually, um, oh, that's so, that's, mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm. Okay, well, one, I've almost always just done fantasy Mm -hmm. maps, uh,
1: however, um, I actually started because I was I was doing them as a fan myself oh okay yeah so I started off uh, as a more traditional artist um I've been painting for like you know 20
0: 30 however old I am some odd years several decades worth (laughs) yeah a ridiculously long time (laughs) um but I was always
1: like very unhappy with the industry because it is an industry yeah um and it's not very; it doesn't really have a, any sense of
0: community unless it's extremely local. Are you were you more freelance or were you actually working for like a studio or?
1: Um, no, I was a painter, so I sold my individual canvases. And uh, did things through a uh, through galleries, agents, all that wonderful fun stuff.
0: Fun things, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> wasn't wasn't really my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess technically, yes, freelance close closest you can
0: get. Yeah, in terms of like what cuz you're going more traditional art gallery yeah. type thing, but yeah, I, I guess I guess yeah, it technically is freelance. So. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And then I um and then I started uh, I wanted to find a different form. And I'm I'm huge on learning all different forms of art just because I obsess over it. Mhm.
0: Even if I never do anything other than practice to learn it until I master it and then never do anything again. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I don't care as long as I learned it. <laughs> get, get your ten thousand hours in, and then you're like, I have mastered this technique that no one yeah. will ever see me do. <laughs> exactly. Let's move on to the next thing that a uh, master and nobody else will see you do. Uh, but Decoupage. To, yeah. Well, I did that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I have numerous things around my house that I
1: probably should one day post pictures of, <laughs> but they kind of like fit into what I do now because I'll do like uh, I have like little prop books that i make mm-hmm. um, they're the paper mache books so they have nothing in it but they look they're in the form of a book mm-hmm. and you know i create artwork and everything and then i like decoupage them with my own artwork so i have like the the monster manual the dms guide, the oh, player's handbook that's awesome yeah just fun things and i actually like post like a little tutorial to them because i won't I don't really sell them. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I'll sell the artwork I put together for them, or they're just, like, essentially free to patrons, and, like, here, you can do this, and here's even how I made mine, so you can go make it yourself, Mm -hmm. but now that I've done it, I don't want to make them. Okay.
0: But here's how I did, (laughs) People are like, hey, can I buy, you know, can I, can you commission and do this? Like, nah, I'm done with that, I'm I'm tired. (laughs) So over it. Five minutes ago. <laughs> I, you know I can understand that mentality where you're like, I've finally done it. I can, I can make this. I know I can. And now I don't want to anymore. Yep. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I've accomplished a goal and we're moving on. What's next? Exactly. You know. Um, but then I started really
1: focusing more on my illustrations and stuff. And um, so how this whole thing started with cartography was I originally started kind of like making... Uh, maps and stuff like that, because I would DM games, you know, okay. my own home mm-hmm. Um, or I would make them for my DM, depending on, you know, they were nowhere near as detailed <laughs> as they are now.
0: was <laughs> like, here's a church, here's a thingy, here's a... Yeah. ...other thingy. <laughs> Lots of vague
1: lines, kind of look like mountain, you know, type of thing. Because yeah. Because I wasn't planning on doing them for a living, I was just... This is point A. We need to get to point B. Mm -hmm. This is how we get there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But I am a huge Elder Scrolls fan.
0: Okay.
1: And uh, Skyrim came with a map that looks nothing like the map that they show in the game. Oh. I mean, it it looks like the same landmass, but it doesn't look like this old, worn-out, crop piece of paper and I was like oh Mm -hmm. I'll just make my own
0: so we did and then yeah it's like and make it she did yeah and I shared that online I was like oh
1: my god that's amazing I was like really it's just a map you know (laughs) and uh, because I don't think anything of it Mm mm-hmm And then I got a bunch of people like, can you make me one? And then can you make one of, you know, this world or that world and everything else? And then it just sort of snowballed. I was like, you guys want maps? (laughs) (laughs) Really? All the artwork I do and
0: you want maps? Yep. Turns out. (laughs) Yeah. And at first I kind of, I kind of fought
1: against it because I wasn't happy uh, as far as my cartography skills went. Mm -hmm. So then I like, you know, buckled down. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this because... (laughs) if i master it and then i find out i don't want to do this for a living how's a good
0: time to find out that yeah that's a very good philosophy it's like do you want to lock yourself in or is this going to be something you can just go like nope sorry just one off like <laughs> yeah so i did and uh, i absolutely
1: loved it it's one of my it's one of my favorite forms of art that
0: i make mhm i obsess over it which is a little terrifying but helpful uh, yeah yeah just, just a- <laughs> <laughs> like, pluses and minuses, yeah. I mean, you
1: know, I don't exactly know how good it is that I spent, like, a month doing a map of Taldore as
0: fun. Mm. But sure. <laughs> well, everyone's fun is different. I mean, yeah. there's, yeah, like, y- your your fun is making a map that, you know, for a world that you're invested in. Right. Um. Was it based off of the, the manual that came out, or was that just kind of... Like you, yeah, the, you kind of figuring out yourself. The the basic topography and the coastlines were based off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because
1: I wanted to uh, at least make it. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm assuming that Matt had, you know, all the involvement, and everything in the making of that map. So mm-hmm. of course, I want to keep it as close to his head canon as I can.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, while still putting it in my style which meant that i had to redraw the thing
0: like four times. <laughs> uh, how how i guess like do you try to get it as right as you can the first time or do you often you, you just know that it's going to be a trial and error especially if it's a a previously uh, conceived of map. um
1: i try to i try to do as close as i can the first time cuz you know redrawing even a, a basic sketch is anywhere from four to six hours. Okay. So, um, especially considering all the information that I need to put into it and it all has to be there Mm -hmm. uh, enough that I would be able to like, okay, this makes sense and I can do it. Um, but I wanted to, I obviously can't draw it to scale or else all the trees would be like a pinpoint, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so I have to change the scale to fit the different size um, uh, topography on it. So I, I'm always like, oh, oh, those trees are like the size of a mountain. <laughs> Crap, got to start all over again. Because you know? <laughs> like, everything overlaps, so it's it's kind of like, okay. And then
0: I'll like get almost to the end of it, and I'm like, this is wrong. Oh, no. And
1: And I have a shredder right next to my computer.
0: I just, just shred everything. It feels good. Okay. Well, that's good. As long as it feels like a, it's, is it like a catharsis or you're like, okay, I'm, I'm moving on from this. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's very cathartic. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) The sound alone. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile someone's gonna like be going through uh, your your recycling one day and trying to put together like old sketches from the shred. Good luck. I have
1: a crosshatch. Uh, Ooh. what are the
0: ones called? Yeah. yeah. Heavy duty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You will be there for and I and I mix other things in with it. It's not just artwork. Ha, ha, ha. Like ha, ha, take that. Well, and, and so what goes, so when you start a map, like, let's, let's not do dory per se, but if you're just starting a map from the beginning, um, what, what is that process like in terms of laying out the landscape? I mean, it's like you, you do different scales, but like, where, where do you start first? That's a really good question. It's always very hard to answer. Mm. Um, I actually start with, um,
1: Most of the maps that I create that are entirely of my design, Mm -hmm. uh, I usually start with, like, a specific feature that I want, whether it's, like, I want, like, a, I want this huge, like, three-tier waterfall next to this, like, whatever is that main focus I want in the center of the map that Mm -hmm. everyone goes, ooh, that is so cool. (laughs) That's where I start, and then the world go, gets built around it. And mm-hmm. I shouldn't say it's the center of the map, because sometimes it,
0: it doesn't end up that way. Every every continent, as we all know, has a center point of its map <laughs> yeah. where one thing exists. <laughs> and that's the most coolest thing on that entire continent. Mm-hmm. And then everything is just magically built around it. Yep, that's how it works in my world. I don't know about uh- everyone else's, but, yeah. <laughs>
1: Believe it or not, there's a lot of people that hand me maps and I was like, let me guess, was this your starting point? <laughs> You're like, yeah, how'd you know?
0: Because
1: <laughs> the nice. world doesn't make sense after that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's smack dab in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah, things like that. So uh, I usually start there and um so there is some actual science behind doing even fantasy maps. Mm-hmm. Um Enough that makes them look more, as realistic, so to speak, as possible. Um, so I I apply a lot of earth sciences. So if there's one particular feature that I want to be the focus of the map, or is like, or is my mental focus of the map,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it determines everything that that spirals out from there. And it's kind of like, you know, if this type of mountain is here, then this is the landscape around it, and then that beaters off into the next landscape, you know? -hmm. So, and then I just try and cram everything I can in there because I love really, really
0: full maps. (laughs) Like, well, you're also dealing with a, with a, you're essentially, even if the place doesn't exist anywhere, but in your own head, you're, you're world building. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, you want to, I mean, I, I can understand that as a writer, like wanting to have like, things already kind of in place, like, you want to feel like the the land has a culture and a, like, a look to it that's unique in some ways, right? Oh, yeah.
1: They, I live on every
0: map that I make. Oh, that's, wow. <laughs> There's
1: one spot on every, and I just recently said, I was like, oh, you know what I should do? I'm just gonna, like, make, like, a little
0: photo album mm-hmm. of essentially, like, wish you were here kind of postcard. <laughs> on all my maps to show where I live on all of them okay well where do you, where do you live in Wildmount? oh uh, I won't say anything until they come up to that part gotcha <laughs> where do you live in Teldore? Yeah. <laughs> oh uh let's see I have to pull the map Oh, I don't well depends on if you have it in front of you uh, let me get my manual here Okie doke. <laughs> let's let's consult maps.
1: <laughs> right. Um so the awesome thing is like I, I'm holding it in my hands right now is the only other map in existence <laughs> of my map of Teldor. There we go. Matt has the other one. Or Gaith and Sundry has it. I don't actually know who physically is in possession of it. Um but from Stillbend West between Stilben and Chimel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's this big lake.
0: The the basin. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: I live there.
0: You live in the basin.
1: I live right next to the lake. <laughs> okay, right next to it at end. I very almost lake. always live next to water. One because I just like to, mm-hmm. And two because in most places like this, you would, you know, you would actually have uh towns and cities and everything else based around water mm-hmm. because it was a life source um, but I, I'm never actually in a town or a city if I can help it I'm always like, oh, I'm just
0: outside or just oh, just west, just whatever <laughs> You're just in some like little hut outside and like off the road a yeah. little apiece <laughs> Yep, and I'm waiting until
1: they pass by me on Wild Mountain, I'm just gonna wave <laughs>
0: I, just online, just be like, "Hey y'all, you just passed by my hut. See right. you around. Bye." I saw your caravan go past. Mm. Good job, guys! You took down a manticore it's cool.
1: Right? Pretty much, I because I do. I wanna. I actually wanna. Uh, pretty much state
0: whatever is going on at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to react to. Nice. Just, as if you are there, like as yes. they pass by. Yep. Just I quiet. love that. I actually meant to do this with Tal'Dorei.
1: I meant to do the map first, long before the campaign ended. Mm -hmm. But I kept waiting for the guys to come out and the guys to come out. And then when it did, I really didn't want to take away from the artist who had already done the map, Mm -hmm. or the book, or whatever. And also because I was so um, swamped with work that I was like, okay, I'll just have to wait. And then we kind
0: of wrapped up the campaign. I was like, oh crap. <laughs> there goes that idea. They Bye. never came by. <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: so I'm just, you know what, they never went past my house in Tal'Dorei.
0: Mm. Well, they so could. I moved to, move to so they would. I'm sure that they might have maybe in that time after the campaign ended and, you know, after that. they right. They just didn't mention it. Yeah. Well, you know, I've gone to the Slayer's Cake numerous times. Mm. They're never there. Ugh. Man, oh. they are not professional when it comes to keeping their businesses open. Well, I, the business is open, but they've always got other people working. It's never Vox Machina. I'm really upset about that. <laughs> I really want Pike to bless some of my food. Oh, wow. Because that would be awesome. Just find the Temple of Saren, right? <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, right? I bought this at your your bakery and brought it here for you to bless. Uh, yeah, the the interesting thing, too, about this this next campaign is that, so I'm an archivist by trade, and uh, so Bo is essentially a warrior monk for the archive-slash-library of Exandria, <laughs> which tickles me like something, you know, and... And I'm I'm writing this thing eventually that's going to be about like you know how archivists are depicted in RPGs and you know tabletop kind of stuff. And so I have like um, was the Dark Archive from uh, Pathfinder, and and now because of what's recently transpired with Bo uh, in this campaign, it's like oh the Cobalt Reserve apparently has got warrior monks, <laughs> so, right? Like this this works out well for me. So now like oh. I know, must know everything about the Cobalt Reserve. Hmm. Are you going to cosplay as well? Beau? Uh, I don't think. I'm not a cosplayer. Uh, you have to be. I, I tried. Just one character? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not so much a monk as I would probably be more. Because Jester's kind of my girl right now. Oh, yeah. But uh. I, I do love Beau um, just because of how Marisha is playing her as well. Just It's basically Marisha as a monk. <laughs> So, right. And I'm, I'm tickled about that too. Um, but you know, I, I tried cosplaying a couple of times and it's just, I, I just want to be comfortable when I'm at cons and, and stuff. So right. I have all manner of respect for people who dress up like, and stick with it. Uh, oh, yeah. but it's just not, it's not my way. It's not for me. No, no, I, I don't blame you in the least about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not exactly, uh, and like, and and I can't tell you how many people are like oh you're gonna get a cosplay no I'll make you props do you want props there I'll we make go props right <laughs> dressing up not really not kind of yeah I'd I'd, yeah. Ra- I'd
0: rather do um so a friend of mine Katie Elhoffer does um uh, she does Elhoffer Designs which is all these kind of like what she calls geek bound um pieces so it's kind of like nerdy professionalism you know right. Uh, so a lot of cardigans and everything and, uh, her stuff I like just because it's, it's showing your fandom, but also just being able to like go outside without people being like, Oh my God, who are you dressed as? And this is like, cause I have like a, was it? I have a Hamilton sweater. I have a, uh, uh, what was it? Black Widow cardigan, right. Yeah, you know, those kind of, those kinds of things. Uh, so I like that kind of stuff. I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want overt. I want subtle. <laughs> Right, I could I could understand that. Subtle fandom—that's where I go. That's where my wheelhouse is. (laughs) I want you to look at me
1: and question if I'm actually wearing cosplay or just a really cool outfit.
0: Yeah, like a little column A, little column B. (laughs) Right, I could understand that. There we go. I want people to look at me and wonder whether or not I'm dying of a dreadful disease, or if they come too close, they'll get contaminated. Wow, that's yeah, that's an interesting way of going about it. (laughs)
1: I, uh, no, I actually, um, I don't go to cons anymore. I get con crud every time.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, uh, and it just absolutely kills me, because, um, I have an immune disorder, unfortunately, so it makes it oh. So, going out mm-hmm. at cons is, unless I'm wearing a respirator.
0: Yeah, just harder. So then,
1: yeah. And then at that point, I should be, because even if I'm just wearing a respirator, everyone's like, so what are you coming at?
0: It's nothing. <laughs> it's just forget it. <laughs> well, depending. I mean, h- have you seen uh, Mad Max Fury Road? Well, yeah, but mm. I mean, I'm not wearing anything else. I'm just wearing, well, I am wearing clothes. i <laughs> not going naked. I mean, hopefully. I mean, you yeah. do you, but, you know. All right. <laughs> I don't think they let you in with no clothes on. Well, uh, yeah. Clothes, no one's tested that theory yet, so you could be the first. <laughs> do we know that, though? Uh, I'm sure that they've probably turned away Yeah, I was gonna people. say, I'm fairly certain somebody at some point's been, like, I'm sure some of them try to think they can get around that, where they come in dressed and then they just strip while they're in the middle of the floor. Probably
1: you just don't know people yeah.
0: are crazy. <laughs> That's so true, and especially like I, I hate to say it. Sometimes at Comic Con you run into the the people you're like, man, you're you're everything that gives us a bad name. Sometimes like I just, yeah, I'm gonna walk away now. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, it was nice seeing you, but yeah, I'm gonna go now. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be. Yeah, out of the not way. Near yeah, <laughs> not in this general vicinity. Keeping my three foot of personal space as far out as I can. <laughs> yeah,
1: I like more like nine, possibly twelve feet. Mm. How's that? I get
0: it. yeah, I'm I'm yeah. all about that too. Yeah, I I I don't have an immune disease, but I have a social anxiety thing. Yeah. And Emerald City right now is is still not so big that I'm uncomfortable with it, but is. Uh, sm- and and so, it, but it's getting to that point where I'm kind of like, I don't know, I don't know yeah. anymore. <laughs>
1: no, no, I can understand. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I just get overwhelmed just going onto someone's Discord and everyone seems to know my name. I'm like,
0: oh, okay, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> has it? I mean, has has that kind of spiked more since the the Wild Mount uh, map got thrown up there? You could say that. You could say that. Well, I did say it, so, you know. Yeah. That's true,
1: you did. Damn it. Yeah. I hate when I sneak the obvious like that. That's okay. <laughs> uh, shit. I make fun of other people for it. How dare I? That's um, it. Podcast over,
0: Devin. God. I'm so sorry. Nope, nope. Apologies cannot help you. <laughs> run, run off to your maps. Bye,
1: bye. They love me.
0: Do they? Do they? Probably not. I don't know. They're inanimate objects, so. Well, I roll them up and stuff them in a big shelf amongst each other, so maybe not. As an archivist, I, I sincerely hope you're preserving them well. I mean, this could. Be- I, it's a pair. Of, <clears throat>
1: excuse me. I surprise everyone because I'm like, yeah. I was like, you know, I have to seal my maps, and they're like, because you know, if, especially if they ask for like a prop map, I was like, yeah, it takes about forty-eight to seventy-two hours for uh, the paper seal. To cure. And they're like, the what?
0: <laughs> Pardon? I was like, yeah, well, it's paper. You know, paper disintegrates. Eventually, so yeah. So,
1: <laughs> you kind of want to preserve it, you know? So, yeah, I, all of my maps are sealed. And uh, also because they are ink, and although they are, uh, I either use archival ink or, or Copic inks, which amazingly lasts exceedingly well, so I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. Um. Either one, they uh, they I still seal them because they're ink.
0: Yeah, no, I, uh, I, had to t- I took a preservation course in in grad school and did a whole paper on on paper and ink. Yeah. <laughs> just like so, I, I was able to uh, wow people with uh, facts about like iron gall ink and why the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence will, while they're still not necessarily fully readable, they'll be unreadable within a matter of like 50 years or so right yeah so you know that yeah. cocktail trivia that everyone wants to know yeah we're all riveted just staring at them waiting for them to fade completely <laughs> I, I almost got in trouble with security because i was like i put my finger on the glass and mm-hmm. and the guy just kind of because i was there for an archives conference and uh the the dude pops out he's like uh ma'am and i'm like sorry i'm not trying to do so i i did a paper on this i'm sorry
1: I just want glass. I'm so sorry. I just want to see my baby. Right. I get yelled at for stuff. I get yelled at for stuff like that all the time.
0: For touching documents?
1: Uh, no, for uh, like we go to museums and I just don't pay attention. And mm. I just like walk because it's art and you know uh, I walk up and touch things. I'm not the poster and get yelled. I always get caught
0: <laughs> by security at, at galleries and stuff. So <laughs> they're like, "Ma'am, please." Like, "Oh, I'm, I'm just, I, I need to touch. you need to feel." I just, yeah,
1: I just want to. Can I just like? I want to know the texture of it. I'm an artist. It's
0: okay. Can I just lick it? Can I just
1: just yeah, right? I just want to know what it tastes like. I need to you. Come on. <laughs> just a little. Just a little. lick. I, you don't. Know, no, no, no. It's a Picasso. No one cares anymore. <laughs> right? Just stand right here with your back to me.
0: Pretend you didn't see me. <laughs> they're like, man, we have to escort you out. Like, ah, find a fucking <laughs> all the time with you people. <sighs> like, oh. so you don't understand. I'm an <laughs> artist. I need to feel and taste and touch. Yeah, no, I'm fairly certain they don't don't appreciate that. (laughs) Although I'm sure there's a lot of um, modern art pieces that are very similar to that. Like, no, you must touch it, you must taste it, you must feel it, you must do all these things. Like, yeah, now you're making it super uncomfortable. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it got to the point where it's like, it was just me doing it to see if I could. Now, now you're getting all, like, creepy with it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like,
1: you went
0: over the law. You're, you're actively watching me I don't want you to actually watch Okay, this, now I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go by Yeah, <laughs> you know, if you're gonna watch me I'm charging you permit. There we go <laughs> So, okay, we've covered the maps <laughs> We've covered, sort of Before that gets in that direction it <laughs> Before fun. it gets even more super weird <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we, We've only covered One of your many careers So, map maker, carnival barker you- any, anything else that people disbelieve was a, a part of your your existence. Well, actually, uh, the funny thing is that I was an efficiency manager. An efficiency manager. Yeah. For, for what? For most of my adult career. What? What? Okay. What entails? I I get it as a concept in terms of the words, but <laughs> what does that actually mean? Um. It means that
1: my the company that I used to work for would get hired usually by a a board of a company Mm -hmm. to um, evaluate and assess a better way for the company to run. Not always specifically with the idea of pulling, you know, larger profits, Mm -hmm. um, but creating a more stable work environment. Mm. Um, a lot of larger companies go through a ton of employees, um, And it's not always just, like, pay rate that determines whether or not you keep employees. Mm -hmm. So um, bigger companies that are looking to have a larger impact, a lot of times will hire a a company or an efficiency company to come in and kind of, like, streamline a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. Including, like, hiring practices, uh, also to help teach employees how to interact with each other. (laughs) Oh, man. Not, not quite like PC, you mm-hmm. know, conferences or anything like that. I mean, we do recommend them, <laughs> depending on... I would hope. <laughs> yeah. But more or less, like, how to determine... Um, so we actually help companies that, with their HR department, like, to understand at least the basics of uh, assessing whether or not... Uh, or how to hire and or fire a, a particular individual... Oh. Um, to help cut down on company theft, on um, our instances where you know th- the person becomes enraged and comes back to the company or bad mouths them or whatever, we kind of like help those practices. Um, most of what we do actually ends up ends up helping out the employees, mm-hmm. um, simply because it creates better environment for them to work in. Um, Uh, Something where they actually get more of a feedback, more of a "yeah, you did a great job" type of idea, Mm -hmm. Uh, than how we're always portrayed in like movies and stuff. Like we just come in, oh, you're not doing your job, you're fired.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love those. There a particular movie or television show that depicted efficiency managers in a way that just made you go like, really? I think it's. I think it's what the office was based off of. Oh, office space. Uh, yeah, I think it was office space. Okay. It's, oh, okay. So when yeah, the one dude's yeah. being like, question. They're like, "Do you even love coming into work?" And yeah, we didn't ask those questions. <laughs> there
1: we go. Actually, what happens is a lot of us would go in sort of undercover, I guess, because we we're actually going in mostly to evaluate the management. Oh,
0: first, okay. Yeah.
1: And then. Once, once we go, we go in and we're like, okay, this is what you do or don't do, these are your hiring practices. Sometimes we go in completely incognito and then sometimes
0: they know we're coming, which we hate. Oh no. And they always, yeah, they put on, it's, it's what the Heisenberg thing where it's like you, you're observing them, therefore they change. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, here are all of my wonderful employees that I constantly give praise to every day. Yeah. And you're like, oh God. That's not what you do. So you got to play basically, like, private eye, undercover cop kind of thing. Yeah, but for, like, cashiers. Oh. <laughs> uh, having been a cashier for for a portion of my life, that sounds terrible. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, but it's the best way to figure out how a company mm. is run. It's from the bottom up. So I used to, yeah, I used to work for, uh, I guess, I don't even know if I can say it, but left aid. <laughs>
1: Mm. See, I can't say any of the ones I've
0: had There you. Go. <laughs> it's only been 10 years since i worked there, but mm. I don't know.
1: I'm, I'm always leery of it simply because, you know, people are like, really? I used to work for them back then. I don't remember you. You're okay? Like, that's, that's... They only had a few thousand employees, but all right, I didn't know you knew all of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and that's part of my job. You never knew I yeah. was there. Exactly. Ooh. We would go in as, Go in as
1: shoppers, we'd go in as employees or mm-hmm. or potential hires and everything else, and yeah. You know. mm-hmm. and So it's either that or, or I would be an executive admin, which is essentially running a company, yeah, for someone else. <laughs> uh, not not quite the same. Like I. I I mean, literally, I ran companies for other people, not as in like
0: I'm a glorified secretary or uh, I hate that expression, but I can't think of anything better. Than no, I no, I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I
1: my job is literally to be uh, an executive, essentially their PA, and I run their company with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was great because it actually taught me so much about how to run a company. From,
0: like, every aspect, that by the time that I went to open my own, I was like, I so got this. (laughs) It's like, I, if I can run this, I can do this. Yeah. 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 What I do is super,
1: super simple comparison to some of the companies
0: I've helped run. Mm. Yeah, no, I can understand that my, uh, the current employer that I have is needlessly complicated in a lot of ways, or I'm just like, I don't know how we're still doing this, but... (laughs) Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, other than just running the business, did your time as a, a quality, a, an efficiency manager um, kind of bleed into any of your other work? Like just like making maps, or was it mostly just the business side? Uh,
1: mostly just the business side, but now I'm kind of... Um, I love... So the reason I got out of traditional art... And working with galleries and agents and everything—it was because one, it's a—it's not an industry that's determined by your anyone's actual talent. Mm-hmm. There are some extremely talented artists that will never ever have a gallery showing.
0: Yeah,
1: because uh, a lot of it's based on you know how how sellable you are. Um, and I'm not particularly sellable, but I had a fantastic agent who, who made it work. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I, I don't really, I didn't like it. Yeah. So now what kills me is that if you're a small, uh, what I love now is that the internet has made it so just about anyone can sell their artwork. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, most people don't know how to do anything other than here I made this picture and they post it up on the Internet and then don't know why they're not selling anything. And they they assume that they're horrible artists.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And this this isn't the case. You know, a lot of it is where you're posting it, how you're posting it, what tags you're using, you know. and all this other stuff. So now, uh, every Sunday on Twitch, I spend a few hours talking to other artists and small companies about essentially how to build their own business.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Whether
1: whether they're doing it full-time or part-time or whatever the case may be. And, and you know, like, here here's how this works. Mm-hmm. Let me help.
0: <laughs> like, Devin's Guide to How to Be <laughs> 101. Yeah. No, and, and how do I live on the internet? I mean, and, and it's very, it's very apropos of like everything that's happening currently. I mean, cause yeah, the internet it is a game changer in terms of how people can expose themselves to, you know, potential customers, potential, you know, just fans and, and whatnot. But then it's how do you turn that into a viable business that you could right. potentially live off of, or at least help supplement, you know, some kind of income.
1: Right. And how do you do without feeling like all you're doing is like throwing a sales pitch at everybody? Right. Yeah. You like, know, and I talk a lot about building an organic audience and a very organic community and how to even, I mean, I can't tell you, People like, well, anyone could be my audience. I make blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you don't understand what a <laughs> target audience means. Yeah. You know. Uh, everyone has a target audience and you need to know what that is or else you are wasting so much of your time and energy. And, you know, just general things like that. Like, this is kind of how this works, you know. And so it's interesting because I get a lot of people that do come on and and ask me questions and I'm like, oh, this is great because I do get to use that side. Because when I started this as my own company, I was like, oh, this is super simple, you Mm -hmm. know, because it's just me. Yeah. I don't have any employees, so I don't got to worry about that. My taxes are a part of, uh, I don't have to incorporate, but uh, incorporate because I'm an artist, so I just do everything underneath my name. hmm So that makes it infinitely easier than someone who actually is starting a business, opening a company, and whether or not they have to get insurance, where they have to, to get their reseller certificate, you know, because it goes county, state, you know, like, some of them are insane, you know, collect taxes, you know, I don't have to worry about any of that as an artist.
0: Yeah. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah, even as a, as a podcaster and, you know, an occasional writer of some things, like, it's, (laughs) I... (laughs) Oh, thanks, some of stuff, like, contributing articles and my own shit and whatever. But yeah, it's always there's, you know, trying to find that balance of, like, I don't want to bombard people with uh, like, this is a thing I did! Look at it! Like it, hopefully! And blah blah blah. But, and then you also don't want to do it so little that no one even notices when you've done something new. And I'm still trying to find that balance because I'm not necessarily a, um... I'm an introvert, you know, in, right. in the, the, uh, to the full extent of that word in a lot of ways, except now when I will willingly talk to strangers for fun, uh, <laughs> Well, you know, so the, I'm an intro extrovert, is that what that is? Uh, yeah, like a, an introverted ex- extrovert or extroverted introvert, whatever, yeah. <laughs> however that works out. I'm just a recluse. So yeah. I'm, I'm a hermit. Um, <laughs> I like living in my my molehill you know
1: yeah pretty much this is why all of my my houses on all my maps are like outside of a town
0: <laughs> it's like have you heard of the crazy devon woman that lives out there
1: right pretty much it's like this is crazy lady it lives just outside town she
0: does nothing but draw maps <laughs> I imagine like you were probably in the Feywild at some point oh yeah just hanging out near the hag just being like just far <laughs> enough away where you know where the hag is but you're like we don't really talk much like mm. yeah I mean we kind of do occasionally we have tea yeah you know, she does
1: I, her I thing mean, yeah you know she's totally she's really good she's only come over some bar cups of sugar and else. know <laughs> the nymph on the other hand jeez yeah Ugh. constant <sighs> constant like she's so
0: lonely seriously
1: <laughs> someone come entertain her <laughs>
0: It's Like if only for a few hours of blissful peace, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, there we go. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I can, I, I can totally under, yeah, I can get where people are coming from a lot of the time, where they're trying to sell themselves but not sell themselves at the same time. Yeah. Well, the, the interesting thing is how
1: how we need to to learn. Okay, I tell everyone. the the way that I started what I'm doing now is, um, I knew I wanted to leave traditional art world. I didn't like how it was run. I don't like feeling like I am selling everything, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really do. You feel like you're just like, oh, do you, you like my shirt? Do you want to buy the shirt? Do you like my pants? Like <laughs> This is what it feels like when you're selling at galleries and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um... Because they tell you, like, oh, you know, you're selling your, your story, you're selling your personality. I was like, I
0: don't want to sell those things. Are they mine? Like, they're not on the canvas, though. That's yeah. That's what like, I'm selling. I, oh, yeah, people think I'm far more
1: philosophical and deep than I really am. <laughs> like, you know, the artist was thinking, and they'll come on this big, huge story, and I was like, huh, that's funny. I could have sworn I was just thinking, oh, I'm starving.
0: <laughs> I need to finish this up. Uh, I need cash. Yeah. And this seems like a good way of getting that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are. There are some pieces that are really deep, and, like, I was thinking of this, you know. Nobody ever gets those. That's fine. Th- those are the ones they pass over, like, whatever, trite. Well, they come up with something else totally different, I'm like, that is not what I put on that. Comp- you know what? Sure. Just buy it. <laughs> you know, sometimes and, like a duck that, is a frickin' just... duck. <laughs>
1: I started doing it the way that I did was because I wanted to get out of that, but also what drives me insane is that it is such an industry, it is such a, you know, how to make money, and it just seems so money-hungry,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that it took a lot of the joy out of what I was doing. Yeah. So, um, I was mulling about how I'm going to do this, and I came across, uh, Amanda Palmer's The Art of Asking. She did a TED Talk. hmm and even if you absolutely hate this woman and her music or whatever, the TED Talk is really, really good. Yeah. And she talks about the art of asking, which is essentially like there is this uh, there's a, this automatic relationship between an artist or a writer and um, their community, their fans, their, whoever wants to come in contact with them, whoever wants to appreciate or have a part of that. Uh, and she talks about this huge... connection that you have whether you realize it or not and how it's not you begging for money or begging for sales Mm -hmm. it's it's you having this uh, 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 I lost the word all of a sudden symbiotic, there we go Mm. relationship where they are getting something out of it whether you think you have the better end or not doesn't matter because they think they have the better end yeah you know, so you actually uh, are giving them something that they need in their life that they can't create themselves.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and I loved that. And so I was like, okay, that's, that's, I want to do that. How do, okay, how, the,
0: how do I just give my art away and still live? <laughs> that's the $64,000 question right there. Yeah. So I started looking
1: at, um, other artists that I liked and I actually came across Dyson Logos. Mm-hmm. Who uh, does dungeon cartography okay and I love his work uh, just uh, it's so neat looking and it's so it's just so interesting <laughs> uh, just because he comes up with some really fun ideas at times including things you know dungeons that are in the shape of like the intestinal track. <laughs> 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 he just has so much fun with what he does but he kept putting on all of his posts patrons support it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I was like, okay, what does that mean exactly? So uh, when I went on his page, I found out that um, as long as his patrons, uh, as long as he can keep a certain goal through patrons, that the maps that he
0: creates are released to the public for free. Mm, Okay. Yeah. And or released commercially too. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, so people can have them available if they want to use them in their campaigns.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So I kind of like did a mesh of the two of them. It It's obviously a little bit more because what I do is, is hugely, DC. I mean, he can draw
0: a dungeon map in like, you know, a couple hours. <laughs> You're like, oh, I wish.
1: Yeah, I can't. No. <laughs> like, my maps are a couple weeks.
0: <laughs> but, you know.
1: Yeah everyone's got
0: their own way of doing it. Right. And... yeah, but yeah, so it took me a little bit to actually be able
1: to like, uh, the, but the first thing I did was like, okay, I'll, I'll release the black and white versions for free download, which I still have. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time that I started doing this, I only had black and white version. It was through my patrons that I got Copic markers.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. And, um, because they were so close to, cause I, um, at one point, studied uh, Japanese calligraphy paintings. Mm-hmm. So the ink is so close to what I had worked with before that I was like, "Oh, this is just like Olympic, oh, this is awesome," you know. <laughs>
0: There's that other skill that I thought I would never use, right? And here that it comes. Thought, oh, I'm done. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So you know, you never know; things come full circle, in life. <laughs> right? <laughs> well,
0: and, and so so if it takes you two weeks to, to finish a map properly in, in mm-hmm. that sense. How long does it take you to color them?
1: Um, so it usually takes me from 40 to 60 hours to ink a map. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and sometimes, or usually that involves the rough draft. Okay. Um, if I'm making a rough draft based on someone else's general concepts, then that usually takes a little bit longer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but my amateur maps are 40 to 60 hours. To color them, uh, Usually, we'll add probably about ten to twelve hours. Mm-hmm. So, not incredibly long, but still,
0: still long enough. Still laborious. I mean, it's like yeah. that. I mean, I suppose certain things have their color schemes already in mind. So it's not like you're going, what brown? Which which brown? No, I am. Oh, you are?
1: <laughs> no, yeah.
0: so I retract that statement then. <laughs> yeah. Nobody gets to pick the colors, but me. Gotcha. Well, okay. So my, my big thing is, like, okay, you can
1: tell me the general idea, like, is this a darker area, grayer, mm-hmm. you know, swamp, whatever, but every every shade is my my choice. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, so. I mean, you... Because you do commission maps. Um, yeah. So what... Because uh, we, we've seen the results, like, with, with Matt Mercer on Critical Role and everything, but what is... What is your general relationship like with the person who commissions something from you? Like, I mean, how much time do you spend with them, like going over the the fine details, I guess? I actually tell them to give me
1: as little information as possible. Ah. So, um I've always been of the mind of I will never hire an electrician to fix my
0: plumbing. <laughs> so Gotcha. Um,
1: Although you might be a world builder, I'm a cartographer. Mm-hmm. So tell me what you absolutely need to be on the map, and then let me do my job. Gotcha. Um, the only thing that I really ever, like, and, and I love people because they really, really want to share their worlds with me, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes I, I love it because it kind of gives me a better idea, like the feel for it and everything else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, the more that I feel like I'm kind of confined to this very specific box, the less freedom I have to add things in that you may not have thought of. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had like caves, I had farms, I have, I have windmills, I had runes, I add areas that... I never get from somebody else. You know, yeah. like, they're like, oh, well, yeah, there's this decrepit temple, but it's buried in a forest, so
0: you're not going to say that. You know? <laughs> Great. Now, and, and that, because as someone who also, like, I mean, in world building, I try to, like, make rudimentary maps just so I have kind of an idea, like, okay, yeah. here's here's where they are, you know, kind of like the ones that you used to make for your your DM. Uh yeah. Having that general idea, but then it's like, if someone who's experienced in making maps and understands topography can add stuff in where you're like, that just, I think that just informs the space more where you're like, Oh, I couldn't, I wouldn't even thought to put a cave there. Cause I didn't know that that's how that worked. You know? <laughs> like,
1: right. And that's one of the things where I'm like, just, just, you know, again, you know, and it's not like I'm putting anyone else down or, or their ability to world build or to create even their own maps. But I do, I do this for a living. Mm-hmm. And I think of things, like, my favorite is everyone's like, how do you come up with the
0: names? (laughs) And I'm like, it's actually really easy for me, because I've been doing it for so long. Yeah. As someone who's well-versed in the landscape of fantasy maps, I can tell you right now, it's not as hard for me. (laughs) Yeah, you know. And the same thing,
1: everyone's like, I don't even know what to fill in for the map. And I was like, don't! (laughs) Let me. Just tell me what you need. You know? And the only, like, my, I just recently had someone like, oh, you know, how do you distinguish on a map like a regular forest from a jungle? Hmm. I was like, well, if you're far away, there is no way to distinguish it without color. Because <laughs> the top of trees look the same.
0: Generally, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you can either have bushy trees, bushy green trees, bushy brown trees. Hmm. Maybe? You know, like, you can just change the color, or you can have evergreens, which are just triangles. Yeah. And you can make those different colors. Like, at a certain
0: distance, you really kind of can't tell. When it's an aerial view, it's it's not that easy.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, you can't add the vines, you can't add the, you know, the stuff that's seen under the
0: branches. I was like, you can't. A, well, maybe, Devin, you're just not drying hard enough. I, mean, I know, right? Well, you, could, you could be putting way more detail oh yeah into your already detailed maps <laughs>
1: sure, sure i could i just don't have a magnifying glass that good true 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 i mean i have a really good magnifying glass
0: too
1: mm. which you, is obviously how i get tiny
0: little blades of grass just like yeah exactly you're just like what ben franklin just like getting closer in on something <laughs> okay. oh yeah if my live streams. I
1: try not to uh, to do it too much because the camera can't see anything I'm doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we're actually trying to get me a better camera so I can actually like, zoom in and show everyone the microscopic details I'm doing. But I have a magnifying glass that has the, the magnifying glass in it.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. So I'm sitting there with my eye like right up to it, right up over the thing and just enough room for my pen to fit in. Mm-hmm. So, because I draw the tree trunks.
0: Oh yeah, you do. Um, even just the picture here on your, um, on the Skype call, like there's some detail on there. So. <laughs> That's actually, that picture's actually done through the magnifying glass. Is it? Okay. Well, that makes sense then. Yeah. That's why I can see some trunks. <laughs> yeah. So I put blades
1: of grass at the bottom of every tree trunk. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm insane. There's tiny
0: little rocks everywhere. There's, I mean, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> it's like crazy woman going like all the way. Oh yeah, well I mean I don't half-ass anything. There. There. <laughs> not even a map. Well, it's, I mean, I, that that would that speaks to your character as an artist. I would I would think that you're like, look, I'm doing this. I'm going to do it my way, and I'm going to do it as perfect as I possibly can, which includes. The most insane amount of minute details that you wouldn't even conceive of at this point, right? You know, and it, it,
1: so the thing is with me is that I love, I absolutely love India I've, I've been playing since I've been fourteen. Mm,
0: okay,
1: I've had some really amazing DMs in my life that made worlds so real to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that I mean, so much so that it, they got me interested in earth sciences. So I can make more realistic looking maps because i didn't know how things worked before then. <laughs> um I mean, because who really pays attention in earth science class?
0: Not a lot. Yeah. And uh or who even like i love with like earth science. I was like, yeah, <laughs> i'm a nerd. <laughs> I have I have my dad's old geology book from the 70s. So, i mean, <laughs> that that the physical geography book. That's about as as far as right. i get. <laughs> That's what most people have, you know, like something, they took a vague
1: class on it back in like high school, junior high, and I'm like no, I, I kind of like went a little
0: overboard <laughs> I majored in it, I've written several papers on it and uh
1: Anyways, see, no, actually because I did
0: it for fun <laughs> mm. what? what kind of a nerd? well, wait a second no, that's, that yeah. is a nerd <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, you can't say anything, can you? no, I, I, I'm that way about a lot of other things, so like. Yeah, I just, what happened is
1: I, but the first map I ever made, which was really horrible looking, mm-hmm. um, I was, you know, uh, probably 14, 15, I don't know, well, when I very first started playing D&D, we were having a conversation about where we were and where we had to go,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we were arguing over not only what direction we should be heading in, mm-hmm. because we couldn't remember what direction
0: we came from. Gotcha. And I'm always the note taker. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Was- so I was like, no, no, no. And so I drew them like a really horrible
1: bubble diagram of like circle A is where we started, mm-hmm. and we trekked west, and we, you know, little X was where we came in contact with like ogres or whatever the hell we fought, mm-hmm. and, you know, and so I like, you know, did this really crude map, and we're like, oh, okay, all right, so now we need to go in this direction. And then while we kept playing, because I was, unfortunately, I was in a group that was, like, five minutes of play, and then an, argu- an hour of arguing over those five minutes of playing. Fun,
0: fun stuff, yeah. Yeah, well, it's the only group you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: now I know, totally different, but back then, you know. And, uh, so I was filling in the map, just, like, doodling around, like, drawing trees and blah, blah, blah. And my DM's like, Huh. That's, that's not that bad can I borrow that <laughs> I was like yeah go ahead. you know and uh, the next day that I went back to school because I don't remember if it was a weekend or not um, I went up to one of my science teachers and was like hey I have a question you know mm-hmm. and then it just like spawned this whole thing I ended up going home with like a ton of earth science books and learning how mountains are formed and how the ocean currents work and blah 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 wow. and even got to um, learning about weather and erosion and, like, all this weird stuff that I just, for
0: years, like, obsessed over, and now I actually get to apply. Again, another thing that you obsessed over, mastered, and now are utilizing. Yeah, like, it's too funny. Like, it, it's almost, I kind of feel like everything just kind of coalesced to this point in my life where I can make d d maps for a living. <laughs> you know what? That's not a bad career. <laughs> no, I love it. Honestly, well, 14-year-old me is losing her mind but the whole it's thing where they're like it's like what, what would you say to your 14 year old self be like look your your life is gonna be awesome <laughs> yeah no i probably didn't say anything to her because i don't, I don't want to change a thing mm-hmm. i
1: have as horrible as certain things have, have been because i think everyone goes to their own trials and tribulations oh for sure um as horrible as certain things have been if if changing even one
0: thing changes the outcome i don't want to change anything yeah i would not want to take that chance like stupid butterfly she- effect no way
1: <laughs> yeah you know i have i have such an amazing life i have such an amazing community mm-hmm. um and and being a part of the rpg community and everything else it i mean i'm in my 40s and i I'm, I'm like yeah, i'm still a kid playing D. <laughs> you know and i get new games and i get everyone's like oh do you get to play anymore it's like no not really but I no longer feel like oh man i miss D because i'm in so many campaigns right now
0: mm-hmm. you know i well one i'm an npc in a lot of people's games oh you are <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> which is great i love it i'm a cartographer in so many other people's worlds oh that is so cool i'm even a goddess in
1: someone else's which is fantastic what yeah i created their world that is so cool yeah i'm like all right
0: i I'll, I'll take that. Is, is that now a stipulation of every commission map? You're like, you have to include me. <laughs> I you know what? I should have I should do
1: that with Matt. You're like Matt <laughs> Actually no, I'm already over the moon that,
0: that I'm I made canon. Yeah.
1: My map is canon. Yeah.
0: But that blew my mind. When I realized that I was like Oh my god. Yeah, you no, know? when when he pulled when he pulled that out to show them and I, because I mean, it's once you see your work, like it's it's hard not to recognize it, you know. Once you once it's come through, I mean, it's it's that that level of detail and just how you make them that makes it very distinct. Um, and yeah, seeing that, I was like, what the hell is that? Not bad for a blind chick, if you
1: ask me. No,
0: pretty damn good actually. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can be the blind cartographer that they run into at some point. <laughs> Yeah? I mean, are you, like, full on, or is it, like, just like you're losing it eventually? Oh, no, I I was born
1: this way. Oh, okay. So, um, it's essentially like a form of double vision, Mm -hmm. so your mind turns off one eye, doesn't, it doesn't take it into account, so to speak. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, one of my eyes literally just kind of sees big blobby colors, Mm -hmm. and that's it. There's nothing there, like, I don't see anything out of it. Um, but it makes it so I live in a two dimensional world. Oh, that is
0: interesting. Yeah, so it changed it changes the way like I I didn't know as a kid that anyone saw the world differently. Mhm.
1: So it was very interesting when I when I started to learn art. I was like I don't see that. Yeah. <laughs> like my art teacher's like, "Yeah, you can just draw
0: this." I was like, "I did." She's like, "No, it doesn't look three dimensional." I was like, well, "What do you mean? What's a third dimension?" I don't Well, I didn't think that cuz I didn't I didn't see in three dimension. I was like, you asked me to draw what I see. That's what I see. Yeah. Like the reality that they're presenting is not what is in your, your, is not visually what you're, you're looking right. at. Yeah. yeah. But how, I mean, how do you work with it then? Um, in terms of your career now? Same exact way a normal sighted person does. Mm.
1: Like there's, there's, although I don't see three dimension, which means that the huge, um, the reaction that everyone's like, oh my God, it looks like it's popping off the paper. I don't actually see that part. Yeah.
0: So, uh, I usually just smile and nod, like, cool. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I don't understand what you're talking about, but okay, you know. Um, it actually occurred by a very happy accident. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I do know now that I see things differently than a normal-sighted person. Um, I struggled for a while with doing illustration because I can't... I didn't know how to draw depth because I don't really see it. Yeah. Um, so what I but what I do as somebody who is visually impaired, I when I navigate the real world, I have to pay attention very much to shadows and color gradient in order to tell if something is like a rounded surface, if it's a flat surface. Mm-hmm. You know, I pay attention to shadows as to whether or not I can actually, like,
0: you know, oh, look, that's a building. It's not just, like, a billboard there that, like, <laughs> Yeah, like, Yeah. Um, poles are my enemy. Oh, no. <laughs> They're the same color as the sidewalk. Oh. Okay, we're gonna campaign to make them different colors, then. <laughs> What's your favorite color? We'll just t- turn them all that. Black. Oh. <laughs> so at night I can there we go. I mean, it's just going to create some problems, but we'll work around it. We'll put some day glow on it. And... I do have a cane that I work around, and tap everything with, but um,
1: but no, it it's so I do pay attention to that in order to like not walk into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started drawing, and uh, especially when it came to the maps, um, what actually happened is is I was struggling and struggling to do it, and then I was watching another. I started really being interested in the copic markers and their pens Mm -hmm. and i was watching an artist on youtube use them and i realized i knew where he should be applying the shadows oh and i went oh oh i get it now and then when i started (laughs) then when i started actually doing it for my maps because i've done it for a little bit on my regular illustrations but not for maps Mm -hmm. i realized like i need shadows on my land in order for me to to really kind of like the look of it so it actually had any depth yeah and uh so that's actually kind of how that started and then color gradients i'm huge on color and even in my my previous um artistic career mm-hmm. i was really well known for
0: color okay
1: um because i pay attention to to a gradients and everything else so most of my mountains have anywhere from like you know four to five actually no probably more like four to
0: eight different shades oh that is cool yeah just to create a really good gradient Mm -hmm. so you can like well it kind of stands out it's like well when the light hits this peak just so yeah well i actually
1: back to being a whole science nerd yeah um i i've studied um essentially how light any artist does um actually start painting and stuff like that you start really paying attention to how light comes off of surfaces mm-hmm.
0: um and we don't think about that when it comes to um
1: like pictures of landscapes because well the sun yeah <laughs> but, like we don't actually think about it
0: as a light source but it is
1: mm-hmm. so we do have um we do have like an odd outline depending on where the sun is on a mountain yeah. So it'll highlight literally both sides of the map, depending on where it is. Um, and it changes the color. It actually changes the shape. It changes whether or not it looks much taller or much shorter. Mm-hmm. So that's actually one of the reasons why the sun is always in the same position in all of my maps, but also so you could use them interchangeably. Yeah. And it'll always, like, the same type of
0: map, because they're all shaded from the same side. Like all the same light source. Yeah. I think you do that twin sons like uh Luke in Star Wars and <laughs> then it just well, then becomes they're a situation. The same
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Maybe it's moonlight.
0: <laughs> well, you yeah, know that- Wild Mount apparently Alexandria has two moons now, which I don't <laughs> I don't know if anyone knew that. <laughs> <laughs> so well, if like you it. can make uh, another map that has to do with the moonlight on uh, Teldori and Wildmount. Yeah, I'll just throw a black ink across it. Sure. <laughs>
1: Cuz they don't have any they
0: don't have any light pollution. That's true.
1: So you're not going to see it at night. <laughs> <laughs> it will just be a big black thing of, a couple of a couple of yellowish dots for the the towns that actually have enough light pollution coming yeah. from
0: torchlight—it'll <laughs> be fine. Yeah, <laughs> they no, can see everything. will totally get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> world shrouded in darkness. It's a map, right? Did you guys see? It? <laughs> well, Devin, we're we're a little bit over the hour, which is just fine. Uh, kind of par for the course for me. Um. <laughs> So I, I did want to emphasize that you have a website that people can go to, uh, where you, you know, you show off your, your wares as well as, um, I really like the tavern signs that you do. <laughs> oh, I love doing those. They're so much fun. <laughs> those are so cool. So, cause you offer a lot of services basically in terms of what you can provide for a, for a campaign. Um, so yes. w- what is the name of your website?
1: It's RueInc.com. R-U-E
0: n-i-k as in the ink that i draw with okay and then uh where else can people find you online should they wish to bug you uh you can bug me probably the most on twitter where i'm just devon rue um i'm also you can find me anywhere on the internet as devon rue there we go the only one out there <laughs> um but yeah I'm, I'm probably on twitter the most and otherwise i'm on patreon Excellent, and uh, I'll put links to this also in the um, the page when it goes live, uh, right. which will be I think in a week or two because I have to put one out kind of immediately, but gotcha. uh, yeah, but I'll let you know when it's when it's out and whatnot. Sounds awesome, excellent. Well, Devin, thank you so much for coming on the show. That we finally got to do it, first of all, and <laughs> yeah, for just- thank you so much. This is an
1: awesome. Some nice, comfortable, Aww. just like a normal conversation. I should have been drinking tea this whole time. Instead, I chose pineapple
0: juice. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I like pineapple juice. I like pineapple I orange juice. It. It's pineapple and starfruit. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can't just be plain. No, why would it be plain? That would be terrible. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> so just but, pineapple juice? Ugh. Yeah, and that's how we're going to end the show. Like not just plain pineapple juice. No, no, no. You go for the fancy stuff. Oh yeah, fancy. Well done. It was so good having you on, and you're welcome back anytime. You want to shoot the shit. It doesn't even have to be about. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be about cartography. Great. We'll we'll just keep going through all of my occupations. Sure. (laughs) Next, every time you come on, we'll cover a couple more occupations, and then sounds perfect eventually people will know all of them and they'll be like what that can't be right right and then you'll
1: all understand the
0: truth about liars there you go yep that it'll lead up to the memoir how about that yes there you go excellent perfect. uh well on behalf of that girl with the curls uh devin thank you once again and uh good night everybody <laughs>